You ever heard about video games? They're apparently a thing. They are a thing. A thing. Did you know they've also been made into other things? And other things have been made into video games. <gasps> I know, this is a shocking revelation. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? We'd never in our wildest imaginations would media crossover, cross-media mm -hmm. projects. <laughs> what a thing. Huh. I mean, I gave you about a cross-media project earlier that gave you nightmares. Ugh. Kingdom Hearts cross Final Fantasy fifteen. I mean, that'll prob that probably will happen. Probably, but still nightmare feel. Anyway. <laughs> That's how they're going to oh. add Final Fantasy content into Kingdom Hearts 3. Ugh. Hello, everybody. That's nightmare fuel. Welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by the wonderful, greatest person on the world, Doc Alley and Ladium. That is high praise. Hello. <laughs> You you really want to stick by that statement? Yeah. Oof. Uh, we are doing a little something different this week. We're gonna kind of go into one of our like theoretical podcasts where mm -hmm. Al's gonna yawn a lot. Uh huh. Um, mostly it's because like I have a busy week. You are busy as well, and also yeah. recording this at like eleven o'clock at night, so we don't have time to go real in depth on some stuff. But uh. I had an idea of like just talking about some adaptations, adaptation work, and how like you know how it can go right, how it can go wrong, and then like how it can go from like video games to blank or blank to video games, and like how does those work, how do they not work, mm -hmm. all that sorts of stuff. So let me ask you this. Okay. I feel like this is going to be a, a big question and you're going to like hate me for asking this right off the bat with no prep time. When you think video game adaptation, what comes to mind first? When we're talking video game adaptation, we're talking about something that has a different media adapted into a video game. Let's go video game going to something else first. Video game going to something else. Yes. The Mario movie. <laughs> oh man, what a good thing to to begin with. Legit, that's the first thing that comes to mind is that Super Mario movie where like Daisy is the princess and like all of the Goombas are like weird freaking monstery dudes and like they're dinosaurs and uh John Legazamo's there. Because <laughs> it's wild. So that's yes. If we're talking about video games going into something else, that's the first thing that comes to mind. The uh, the the U.S. movie version, of course, we were talking about here because there was a, uh, a another movie that predates this by like seven years, which is the uh, Super Mario Brothers anime film, subtitled "The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach." Mm -hmm. That one's at least like not horrific looking i mean it's not live action that's that's mm -mm. that is a thing what do you there is no john legazama though it's, it's true not every so, not everything yeah. can have that <laughs> knock against her right there what do you think is like one of the things that like you know obviously we've seen a lot of like big budget u.s based films that have tried to take video games and 
adapt them into a different media like movies or TV shows and yada yada yada. And for the most part, a lot of them have trouble, whether it's being yeah. critically received or received well from fans of said series or game. Like, what do you think is one of the reasons why, like, a lot of these projects are kind of doomed to fail from the start? I mean, I think one of the reasons, honestly, is that what makes video games so great is the fact that you are actually in control. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what makes games great, like, say we're trying to turn an RPG into a movie or, like, a Zelda game into a movie or something, like what drives the story and makes things make sense is the fact that you have some kind of like system in place to progress through the game. And like in a film version, it's like, oh, cool. Like we're just going to watch Link go through like bunches of different temples that aren't theoretically all that different. And, you know, it, it would get boring after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of them just try too hard. Um, like I, I have the uh, the box set of every single episode of the Legend of Zelda cartoon, and like, for one, that show is hilarious. If you haven't actually watched it, the general you, not necessarily you, you, um, but I, I would recommend giving it a watch. Can't say that it is quality television, but it is entertaining at the very least. Um, but a lot of what makes Zelda fun and what makes Zelda interesting doesn't translate into an actual, like, I am just sitting here watching it type thing. And it's like that for a lot of games, like World of Warcraft movie, like, really? Nobody plays World of Warcraft just like, mm, let me just sit here and watch this story. <laughs> Don't worry, the Minecraft movie's coming soon, so that'll take care of that. Well, and like, Detective Pikachu's coming Mm-hmm. That that's a thing. I don't know. It's it's bizarre, but um there's something I was gonna say. And I feel like it was important. What the heck? Well, let what me, was I gonna say? I it's a great question. Let me Dead let me segue that and then so we've talked, you know, obviously live action or is a mainstay of, you know, US releases, but Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. We gotta talk about Castlevania at some point. Okay. We probably will because it's in a list of this. Okay. Um, there's also like animated films and obviously anime is a big proponent of video game adaptations um, mm -hmm. and for the most part those seem to work better whether it's like they flow better or it's just the general tone and storytelling is for whatever reason is more suited for that medium do you think there's a difference between like making it live action and making it animated that propels it in one direction or the other to in terms of quality or is it just like the minds behind it for like you know these u.s uh versions may not necessarily have like the the team behind it from the game whereas like an anime is going to have like a director or writer basically credited in the credits of the anime like do you think that's a big difference of why there's this seemingly difference in quality between the two i mean there there should definitely be involvement from the original creator but at the same time like i said the legend of zelda cartoon is animated and mm -hmm. it, it's not not good um 
so I, I think having somebody on the team that actually knows what the heck the the story is supposed to be and like what makes it special is important but doesn't happen often because as many of us especially me and you know um a lot of this is just cash grabby stuff true so um it's it's not made with the mindset of like let's make something that's real good it's more like let's make something that's cheap and gonna make us a ton of money and that's not to say like you know if it's made in Japan, it's not a cash grab or anything like that. So. Oh, no, it is. But I'm saying that... There's definitely differences in quality over there as well, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't argue at all that it's just a, like, Japanese versus U.S. thing, because I, I don't think that's correct, but... Right. Um, and, and, I mean, certain games just don't translate well. They just don't. Like... I don't know. The other thing that comes to mind is like the Street Fighter movie. Which one? <laughs> the the one that was like Van Damme. Oh, the live action one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what was that? Man. Okay. But it has like one of the greatest lines in any movie True. because at the very end of it, um, he's he's chatting with Chun Li and she's like so how about that interview? And he's like, only if you wear that dress. And then like everybody does their Street Fighter pose and it's fantastic and so bad. And it, it spawned the greatest Street Fighter game ever created. Um, <laughs> Street Fighter the movie, the game. Street Fighter the movie, the game. Yes. Uh, uh, there was, Which, it okay, also let me ask you, let me ask spawned you. the, it was a Tuesday. Oh yeah. Quote. Raul Julia is like his, his final role and what a final role he had. Magnum Opus, right there. Yeah. What do you think? If you had, to, if you had to watch something today, would you rather watch the Street Fighter movie or Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li? Oh, I would watch the Street Fighter movie from the '90s in a heartbeat over that. Like, there is no contest. I forgot the other one existed. Yeah, same. There are, there are like Street Fighter is an interesting case because like it's gone the live action route. Like, like we've talked about with uh, Street Fighter the movie with, you know, Van Damme and all those. But it's also had, like, good animated films. Like, there's a Street Fighter 2 movie. There is a Street Fighter Alpha movie, which I have seen and is actually, like, really interesting and good. And I watched with someone who doesn't watch anime and they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Also, like, that English dubcast is real interesting. <laughs> they have Steve Bloom playing Ken. <laughs> Michelle That's Ruff is Sakura. And Bryce Pappen Brooks, Brooks' dad is in it as Dan. <laughs> Whoa. It's, it's, it's real wild. But that movie's really fun. And, like, I feel like it captures more of, like, the essence of, like, what Street Fighter is than any of those live-action ones do. But I think that's more of a case of, like, you know, you could probably choreograph fight scenes more easily in animation than you could in and live action and actually make it more grounded in that reality. Cause you're like, you're taking these characters that people know visually and immediately just placing them in, in a different context. Whereas like with the live action, it's like, here are these characters that kind of resemble the characters, you know, but really don't. Right. Looking at you, Guile. <laughs> I mean, they put Chun Lee in a red dress. Who yeah, does that? That's true. Everybody knows she wears a blue dress. Come on. 
shame and get the like the little hair bun things, like the little covers. Mm-mm. She just got the hair buns in general, but covers. But wasn't that uh like mean that win or whatever her name is? Uh I can check real quick. Also it's a Street Fighter movie and Ryu and Ken are barely involved. <laughs> Which is also insane. Uh yes. Okay, so Mulan was definitely definitely Chun Li. Definitely. She was in Spirits Within. Wow. Mina Wen, what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> Getting in all the hits. No kidding. Um, there was something I was gonna say. Now I don't know what I was gonna say. Um, I think as well, like in terms of just video games, like it benefits more from being like a TV series than it does a movie. A lot of video games benefit more from that, just because a lot of video games are very long, much longer than your hour and a half, two hour movie going experience, and condensing that into like a 10 to 20 hour game just for example into that tiny of a window like you're it's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. and I think that in lies like a lot of problems that can arise from just adaptation in general like take for example uh, the Persona 4 anime it is a you know 24 episodes long Mm -hmm. adapting a 50 plus hour game so like you're gonna have spots in there where like you are speeding through you're kind of cutting corners here and there but not as bad as persona 5 one true which i don't remember how how long did that show actually go let's check this says 28 episodes which i i guess that's right but yeah like that was a that was an issue where like that thing just kept like super speeding along and i think you could make that argument about like the first danganronpa anime where yeah, it's you can. very speedy. But the original P4 anime, I feel like, despite, you know, having to cut corners here and there, specifically within dungeons, like, it gets a lot of the... It got the major story beats and even yes. some of the, like, side quests yeah. down. Yeah, it, really it gets well. the and core it, feeling it, of, like, that game across to you. Right, and I, I feel like it really gets, like, like you said, the feeling of the game. Like, if somebody didn't want to play Persona 4, but then they were willing to watch that anime, I would feel comfortable saying, okay, yes, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I wouldn't in most cases for things because I felt like it was very faithful to the source material. And I feel like if you were going to make that argument, you could make that argument against the Persona 3 movies. I would not recommend the persona three movies Mm -hmm. over the game like i just wouldn't because it does hit the major story beats but you miss a lot of like the character building and a lot of the interactions that make it really really impactful exactly and they they split that thing in the four movies with the idea that like hey this is a long game we need to split this up we're not going to be able to cram all this into a single movie which like on paper is you're you're look you look at that and it's like okay that that makes sense like you're not gonna get all of that in a single film, you're going to have to split this up. But even splitting it up into four movies, like you're still missing a lot of, a lot of what makes that game good. Like you're kind of speeding through dungeons. You're speeding through just like side stuff. 
you're just kind of you're getting you're getting the main story all albeit like some parts are changed here and there especially in the the final film mm-hmm. but unlike with the p4 anime i feel like it kind of just a lot of it just kind of misses that that overall tone of like what makes that game good right i agree with that entirely and i think as well just like the way that release schedule was like you you would watch a film and then it would be like okay well i gotta wait a year to to see what happens next and like that amount of time in between really kind of kills your flow which is something like you you don't really want when you're trying to to showcase this long story to people you don't want to have them like see one part of it and then wait a year to watch the next part and completely forget what happened in the original part you mean you don't want episode like final fantasy 7 <laughs> <laughs> Finger guns. Finger guns. But even but sometimes they like they they can they can they can, uh correct course course correct that's the word I'm looking for like the the Dongarampa anime we talked about like that that the original season is very speedy like it gets you the the plot points but you don't get any of the side stuff uh-uh. none of it uh when they made the original sequel to it Dongarampa three like. It felt more like, hey, they could take their time building the story because, like, they weren't constrained to a game or anything, right. and that all overall, I think, benefited that version of the anime because, like, they could kind of pace it however they wanted, and obviously, they were doing two animes at the same time, uh-huh. so you could get both both of these stories happening concurrently, but also it's not like, oh, well, we're missing all the side stuff. You're getting all new information, so like. Sometimes there are there are cases where they're able to to fix things. Um, I think Ace Attorney is a good example of that with how they they <laughs> fix things from season one to season two. Oof! That first season is not good. It's not good. And then, considering the first season, they combine two games into a twenty-five episode season, which is it doesn't it doesn't work well. And then they basically. Instead of doing that for season three, or season two, they made season two just the third game and made it a, I think almost like 22, 23 episode run. And that gave that game, or that gave that anime like a lot of room to breathe, a lot of room to pace that game really well, which you want because that game is arguably the best in the series. And it really gives everything time to just like marinate and get you invested in it without just going bam, 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 bam. But bam. Bam. Bam, bam. Thank you, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but also, there's a lot of anime adaptations of video games. <laughs> this Wikipedia list is long. Oh, man. Like, I, I let me let me just name off things that, like, I recognize on here that have been adapted from a video game. Uh, let's see here. There is Amagami, Amnesia, uh, Ark the Lad, <laughs> Battle Arena Toshinden, Bayonetta, Blaze Blue, Blue Dragon. There's a Bomberman anime? Sure. <sighs> that really bad Final Fantasy 15 anime. Uh, Castlevania, like you said, we will talk about in a bit. Uh, Chaos Head, Clannad, uh, Corpse Party, 
Danganronpa, obviously. Devil May Cry. Uh, Shimagami Tensei Devil Survivor 2. Which is, is interesting. That's not on this list. How dare they? Code Realize, though. You were correct. Uh, let's see. There's there's a Dragon Quest anime from, like, the 80s. Uh, Fatal Fury, because you got to have anime Terry Bogard. Yep. Got to. Uh, all those Fate animes, because those are all based off of games. Uh, there's Final Fantasy animes. One from, like, the 90s. One from 0102. And then there's, like, a, a 7 OVA. Uh, God Eater. Grand Blue Fantasy. Ace of Training, like we said. Uh, the Dot Hack games got animated. Got animated. <laughs> got animated. Uh... Inazuma 11. I mean, technically, Advent Children would be like a game adaptation. True. It's animated. It's animated. Animated. It's not an anime. (laughs) Uh, There was a Kid Icarus anime, apparently. The King of Fighters. There was a Kirby anime. That should be wild. (laughs) Everyone's favorite anime, Maple Story. Wow. A build like a hundred Mega Man animes. Actually, there's like three. Uh, there was a Monster Hunter Stories anime, which is based off of like a spinoff of Monster Hunter. And then there's a Monster Rancher anime from the late 90s. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, Parappa the Rappa, all the Persona ones. The Fantasy Star Online 2 anime, because sure. Uh, Pokemon, because of course. Uh, Power Stone. Uh, the latent animes that they've done. Soccer Wars, Samurai Showdown, Samurai Warriors. Uh, Sengoku Basra, Steins Gate, all those Street Fighter ones, Sonic the Hedgehog, you may have heard of him. Once or twice. There's a Star Ocean anime, there's a bunch of Tales of animes, <laughs> uh, there's a few Tekken animes, uh, The Idol Master, Pikmin, Valkyria Chronicles, Beautiful Joe, Virtua Fighter, Wild Arms, Xenosaga, Yokai Watch, Ease. Zone of the Ender. And then there's some other stuff down here that I'm going to try and find something. Panzer Dragoon. Tokomeki Memorial. A bunch of stuff. Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's a bunch of stuff. Um... So yeah, there's just a bunch of adaptations in terms of video games, and it's at times overwhelming because there's so many. But uh, you want to talk about Castlevania. I do want to talk about Castlevania. Talk about Castlevania. I, you have yet to watch Castlevania, right? I'll have Netflix. Okay. Um. So Castlevania is legitimately like one of the best adaptations I've seen in terms of like game to... Um, any kind of other media transition like it's legitimately very very good and the the one thing that's interesting about that is that it is extremely short Mm -hmm. i think like the first season's four episodes like it is super short and really like it has a lot of the same story beats it um like we know uh, so it's, it's, you know, we're going to go get Alucard who's going to fight his dad and like dad is mad because they killed his wife for witchcraft and now he's 
bringing hell on earth to everyone. Um, and then we, we had to fight it. But um, one of the things that works so well about this is, well, for one, it's beautifully animated, which is awesome. Um, but two, the writing in it is amazing. Like, they don't really follow exactly to a T one Castlevania game. But they get, like, a general feeling of what a Castlevania game would be. Mm-hmm. And um, they then just make all the three main characters, like, super, super sassy. And it's great. Um, but at the same time, like, horrific things are happening all around them. And... Um, but also, like, at one point, Alucard is just, like, shirtless sword fighting with a farm behind his back for, like, whatever reason. <laughs> um, but then, like, in the next episode, they're all just hanging out as buddies. And, like, Alucard tells uh, Belmont, like, eat and die. And that's pretty funny. But, like, Castlevania, you don't really think I was, like wow, this is a really comedic series other than, like, accidentally comedic. Right. But they add in, like, these elements of comedy and, um... But it doesn't come across as, like, hokey or, like, fake. Mm -hmm. It just comes across more as, like, these are really sassy people and this is how they interact with each other. But it kind of, like, lessens the sharp edges of, like, oh, God, everybody's dying in horrific ways. And I think that's great. <laughs> um, but like I said, it's super short, which is kind of surprising because usually you kind of have to have a little bit more room to breathe, but it's only two seasons and like, I think it has less than 20 episodes total. Which I think being on Netflix kind of yeah, helps benefit that. Um, but it's highly, highly recommended. Um, I like it quite a bit. That's all I have to say about Castlevania. <laughs> we'll do some. Let's, let's do some trivia here. Okay. Out of this li- this list on Wikipedia, what do you think has the highest percentage from Rotten Tomatoes of international live action video game adaptations? These are more Western oriented. Let's say. Oh God. Hmm. Hopefully not Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider. Well, you're half right. Oh, no. The recent Tomb Raider reboot had a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's still not good. Uh, followed by Rampage, the, All right. the Dwayne The Rock Johnson flick with the 51%. I forgot that existed. Yep. Uh, wow. In third place, the first Mortal Kombat movie. With 46%. After that is the 2010 Prince of Persia film. Really? I thought everybody hated that. That had a 37%. And then a bunch of, and a couple Resident Evils, the DOA movie, which has 33%. Another Resident Evil, the Silent Hill Hill movie, which I don't even know, knew that I existed. And then just, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. 
the bottom of the barrel. Let's talk about the bottom of the barrel. I, I say, I want to know what's the worst. Less one. than ten percent. Let's go with that. Uh, at eight percent, Double Dragon. <laughs> okay. And Hitman Agent Forty Seven. All right. Uh, at seven percent is Postal and Silent Hill Revelation. At s- I didn't even know they had adaptations. At six percent, well, that Silent Hill film was in three D. <laughs> oh, that makes it even worse. Also, this is an interesting cast for this movie. Oh no. Um, it has the dude from uh, Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, Sean Bean, yeah, Malcolm McDowell. You know, Sean Bean was also in Game of Thrones, right? Was he? Oh yeah, he was. I forgot. Yep. I forgot. He dies really soon. Oh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but that's a really weird cast for really a Silent Hill cast. movie. Anyways, wow. Uh, at six percent, Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Oof. At four percent, Blood Rain. <laughs> Good old Uwe Bull. At four percent, mm-hmm. and also at four percent, In the Name of the King: A Dungeon Siege Tale. You know that other Uwe Bull film starring Jason Statham. Oh my God. Uh, at three percent, House of the Dead. Another Uwe Boll film. <laughs> <laughs> Just bracket up these. Uh, he really is here. At two percent, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, at one percent, Alone in the Dark. Another Uwe Boll film starring Christian Slater. And then at zero percent, Tekken. Wow. Now, let's apply that again, but what do you think it, it is for, like, animated films? But you're going to think, you got to think big here. Because there's a lot of, like, oh. big names here. How big are we thinking? Like, big. Oh, man. The first one you probably won't get. Is one of them the Pokemon movie? One of them is a Pokemon movie. Okay. Uh, it's at second place with 60%. It is the latest Pokemon movie. The Power of Us, which came out last year. Uh, number one at 80% is the Yokai Watch movie. Wow. Okay. Sitting at third, tied with the Angry Birds movie at 44%, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Yes! Uh, and then that's followed by another Pokemon movie and another Pokemon movie. And then the Ratchet and Clank film, which has 17%. It's a big drop off. Uh. And then a bunch more Pokemon movies. Apparently, the critics did not like those early Pokemon movies. Because <laughs> they're all like 15% under. And then at 13%, King's Glade Final Fantasy 15. Ooh. Yeah, that movie sucked. If you go to Japanese box office for a bunch of these, it's a lot of Pokemon movies. <laughs> a lot of Pokemon movies. So what's the worst of the worst in animated adaptations? Uh, for like the ones we just did, or like anime, because it it only it doesn't do percentages for the others. Oh uh, well, never mind then. Just those. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't want you to have fun like that. Rude. Also, don't forget there is a Chinese Dynasty Warriors film coming this year at some point. I remember that. <laughs> which looks, of which course, looks I do. Real ridiculous. Of course, I know that that's kind of. Um. So let's 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 flip this around. Okay. What What do you think of when you think of games adapting other material? 
I have two that come to mind, okay. and I already texted you, you one. Did, which I didn't think of, but it totally counts. DuckTales is the best ever. It's so good. Um, the other one that I think of, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately, is the uh, Scott Pilgrim, the movie. or Yeah, Scott Pilgrim, the movie, the game. Which you cannot buy anymore. You cannot buy anymore. It is unavailable for purchase. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the movie, the game. I never got to play that. Uh, if I had known that, I would have booted up my 360 <laughs> while you're here when I played it. Because I still have it. As long as nothing has gone horrifically awry with my 360 that I haven't checked. The 360 police have come and stole it. Possible. But yeah, like I, I, those are definitely two ones that I would say are up there because obviously people still talk about DuckTales, the the original game. They they remade it of all like of all things. Yep. Uh, did that. Um, I also very much um, as a kid enjoyed playing the Little Mermaid game on the NES. Because of course. <laughs> and Mickey Mouse Capade, which is technically an adaptation there was a lot of good disney games in like the 16-bit era mostly just because like they had capcom making them of all things yeah i mean like those were nes and then like super nintendo you ended up having like lion king and beauty and the bees aladdin and, um, a lot oh aladdin which is with its different versions on whichever platform you had yeah which those are so good and like it's odd because like, when we were kids, video game adaptations of movies were actually, like, generally really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then, like... Once you get to, like, that, the next generation, it just... The bottom falls out. They they plummet. They're terrible. And we're like... Ugh. And they become, like, oversaturated. Oh, yeah. Like, when I worked at, at the horrific game store that I won't mention its name, um, it was just, like, we were dying just like swarmed with adaptations on like the 360 and the ps2 especially like in like the ps1 as well yeah oh yeah the ps1 had some terrible terrible ones. there was there's just like you could God. and they were all bad all bad They're, none of them were ever really good <laughs> i can't think of a single good one off the top of my head You'd always just get like, like, oh, I like that movie. I'll play this. And it's just like, oh, here's this really bad version of a movie. They didn't get the, the, the talent from the movie to come into for the game. It's like the Harry Potter ones are pretty notorious for how terrible they are. Yeah. Um, but also like the only time that we ever got like good movie adaptation games like recently were the, like the Lego versions of them. Yeah. Like, those had some really legitimately fun games. Mm -hmm. I don't know anymore. I haven't played them in years, but the first few were actually, like, fun. I feel like you, you hear that, and I think even if you go back a little bit further, um, like, one of the, like, the, the big movie adaptation games that, like, everyone was like, this is actually pretty good was uh, Spider-Man 2. Yep, Spider-Man 2. Which mostly was just because, like, hey, you could swing around New York, and the swinging was good. <laughs> <laughs> so people were like into that um i guess you could say like golden eye on n64 would, would be one that was good because a lot of people like that 
it did not age well though it, that's true um but that that's one of the the rare exceptions in that era that uh, kind of snuck through I, I i feel like kind of like a few of those 007 games were actually like decent i thought of another good one back on the nes yeah chip and dale rescue rangers chip and dale yeah i can't sing anymore because we'll get copyright <laughs> um did you ever play uh rockstar's version of the warriors nope that was, I knew about it. That was actually pretty good. Hmm. Especially because they're like it's actually a prequel to that movie, which is bizarre. But like they, they captured like how that movie is and like the feel of it in a way that like was really really surprising. But also, still, Ducktales exists, and that is Ooh. nothing will ever top how great Ducktales was <laughs> in terms of like how how it played as a video game, the music what it did for like gaming adaptations it was awesome and nowadays you don't see movie adaptation games at all really no you really don't anymore and i wonder if it's just like basically now you either have like triple a games or you have indie studios and you don't really have any more of those like middling teams that did like adaptation movie uh, adaptation games like the b-tier games have all but disappeared in like the last generation or two Except for uh, the Quiet Man, just the, the lone exception. <laughs> but like, yeah, like those would be the types of teams that would be working on games like this, and there just really isn't that many anymore. Like, um, like I think Activision put out a lot of those, but yeah, but the the there just aren't those teams anymore, mm-hmm. really. There was that. And there was the um. I forget who, what team did it, but like there was a team that did like the mum that like, they, they did a, a adaptation of the that new Mummy movie, but it was like a like a retro indie style game instead. Weird. But it was based off of that movie, and it was very very strange. Huh? Because it was like here's an indie team kind of making an, a movie adaptation game in an era where movie adaptation games just don't exist anymore. <laughs> I think, um, wasn't there, like, talks of, and it may be something that I just haven't been paying attention to. Doesn't Stranger Things, like, have a game coming yes. out? Yes. Like, that, that's a, well, that's, like, a tie-in to the third season, and then there was also supposedly a Telltale game being made, but obviously Telltale doesn't exist anymore, Telltale so. Telltale doesn't exist anymore. Which, that's a whole other thing, is those Telltale games. True, yeah, I guess you could... You could throw that like The Walking Dead. Well, I guess you would classify The Walking Dead as more of like based off of the comics and not the show. But they did make one off of the show. Right. They made the Back to the Future one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Was that it? In terms of like non-game adaptations or non-comic like, I mean, book there was adaptations? Like a, there was like a Batman one. Yeah, but it was his own thing. Right, but it was still like an adaptation of like True. existing IP essentially. Yeah. So yeah, those would be and they did they did a Game of Thrones one as well. And they did that one, um like Fables one. The Wolf Among Us? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, like that was a whole different kind of adaptation game. True. Yeah. I mean, that was what those would technically count. Yeah. Mm hmm. You just don't necessarily think of it that way. Maybe the one good thing about them not making video game adaptations or movie adaptations into games is that with them being gone completely now, that prevented them from making a Ready Player One game. Oh, thank God. Which would have been just the dirt worst. Oh, I agree. Also, how would they have been able to make that with all those licenses in that movie? Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a bunch a of like knockoffs. But even then, like, even having very few licenses, like, that's the reason Scott Pilgrim is gone, is because they couldn't mm-hmm. get the, the licenses back for the movie or the music, so it's just gone. Well, didn't the, the, like, the music people say, like, hey, the reason it's delisted isn't because of us recently? Yes. So, <laughs> who f- um, knows? But also, like, the the creator has been saying for years, like, I am working to get it back, but he's been saying that for years now like what are you going to do with that right unless you're planning to bring it over to new consoles like you're really not going to like go relicense that for the 360 right you know what i want to talk about though tell me what do you want to talk about that jojo adaptation we played (laughs) yes yes it's a good one I mean, it did have burritos and stuff in it, as opposed to like it being a straight adaptation of one of the mm-hmm. the seasons. But man, was that a fun game? Other than the <laughs> poker, the fighting game they made before that was more of like a like an actual adaptation where like they were just adapting all the parts, mm-hmm. and you were just like, "Is that the one that got an HD version?" And also, has been delisted. No, this is a okay, this was it. this was made around like 360 PS3 area. The one you're talking about is the the Capcom made jojo fighting game that they made ah, off of okay. the cps2 engine and then that got an hd re-release mm-hmm. for the 360 ps3 and then it got delisted eventually and then there's that super nintendo uh stardust crusaders mm-hmm. game a lot of stardust crusaders games because that that super nintendo one was the the, the capcom fighting game was stardust crusaders mm-hmm. which i mean like you know prior to what six seven years ago that was that was the jojo because that was the only thing they had really adapted to that point. Because they had those OVAs and everything, and that was pretty much it. But still, they should make a new one. It'd be real cool. JoJo's a is a good example of of games that have been adapted from a media that have worked well in the video game aspect. Before we go. Hmm. is there anything out there that you want to see adapted whether it's from from blank to game or game to blank um that's a hard question i'm here to deliver the hard-hitting scoops man i hmm I'm trying to think of like what I would actually. I mean, we already have a Love Live game. Yeah. You know what? They should do a Love Live Sunshine RPG. Yes. I'd be about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, I will say, 
our romanticism era game. Yes, that, yes. A good Love Life Sunshine proper console game. Yes. Um, I want like a good narratively focused Gundam game. That's not just like focused on Gunpla or just like the Gundam versus series. Like I want a good narratively focused Gundam game. And I feel like a lot like that that just doesn't exist. And if it does exist, it's marred by like gameplay. Like I just want that like I feel, I know I'm like the lone exception in this cuz like a lot of people come to those games for the the games they're making. But like I just mm-hmm. want a f- real f- bad narratively focused Gundam game. So that'd be I would be okay with that. And then obviously Love Life Sunshine as as a console game. Let me repeat that again to to will it into existence. <laughs> yeah. And our romanticism one. Yes. Um and then hmm. A Garo Mark of the Wolves movie. <laughs> um, I will have a controversial statement and say that I never want to see a Legend of Zelda movie or TV show. That's fair. Yep. Because you know it's just going to make people mad and they'll have to figure out the timeline and it's just going to... It's just going to be exhaustive debates that no one cares about and are just the most boring thing ever. And I just am going to fall asleep talking. (sighs) Sorry. The Legend of Zelda timeline came into my mind and I had to fall asleep. I just, I can't. I can't deal with it. I don't want it. Would you want to see any of those uh, other Final Fantasies made into something? The ones you like, I guess, specifically? Without the original team in place, no. I have okay. Here's my idea. Okay. Get the Love Life Sunshine team and do Final Fantasy Ten Two the anime. Perfect. <laughs> or Kyoto Animation does Final Fantasy Eight or Nine. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Ah, this will totally happen. But also, like, Kingsglaive exists, so, like, I have no faith in... It's it's a pretty movie. It's pretty. I will give it that. It is a pretty movie. Everything else. It, it, mm. it's, it's pretty, but it's garbage. And also Brotherhood. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, that's gonna, that's gonna wrap this episode up. It was, you know, obviously... Kind of a looser, chill episode... Just yep. because we have a lot of stuff going on. Yep. That's just some things, sometimes how this, this stuff goes. Uh, if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAmbitCheckup.com or SAC.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the Seasonal Checkup and Seasonal Checkup OVA. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. It's where we do the Twitters. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. If you would like. Next week, we're going to tackle a game that I've uh, said some things about that Al wants to fight me over. True. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy X. As long as we finish it. We should be able to finish it, hopefully. 
conversation. Got to talk. We got to we got to have a long, lengthy discussion about some blitzball, some weird laughing. Y'all, I got something good to tell you about blitzball, though. My old man. And Yuna being the true protagonist of that game and the best character. And why don't they let you play as her? This is a travesty. They really should. This is why Final Fantasy X-2 is the better game. (laughs) We will will get into all of that next week. The fighting gloves are on. (laughs) 